Welcome to the Tom Ward Show, where we interview the biggest influencers in the world. And today I've got two such people, Heidi and Mark D'Amelio. You guys are really huge influencers. You've got a combined following of 30 million people, which is mind boggling. Like, does, does that process that many people yet? No, no, it doesn't. Like, I want to joke around and, and but and say, like, because I heard other people on your podcast that they say, oh, we're not influencers. And we're definitely no. not influencers. But I kind of want to do a joke around. But then I'll get taken out of context and I'll say, who does he think he is? So, no, yeah. we're not influencers. No, no. We know, we know two influencers that are. <laughs> yes, you do. We happen to know two influencers. Well, you know, it's wild, too. I'm a parent. I've got two daughters myself. They're younger. But as parents, you get to the point where you kind of lose some identity, like to my daughter's friends and the teachers. I'm not Tom, business guy, Forbes writer. I'm Iman's dad. Right? I'm Kaya's dad. But then you but you that's a small part. You, I've got a bigger identity and most parents have a bigger identity than that. But you guys, how does it feel? Your main identity now is Charlie and Dixie's parents like. How does that feel? Is that was that weird and hard to get used to? <laughs> my whole life, I've been okay. So I'm the fourth daughter in my family, fourth of four girls. So I was always like Cindy, Patty, Gingy's little sister. And then I moved to New York City, and Mark was born in New York City, so his whole life was in the in the Northeast. So I was Mark's girlfriend, then Mark's wife, and then we moved to Connecticut. And I had Dixie and Charlie. And when you're getting into like mommy and me little play groups, I was Dixie and Charlie's mom. I'm like, one day I'll have an identity. Now it's just got worse. I'm definitely Charlie and Dixie's mom. And um, yeah, I don't, I'm used to it. This is old hat for me. Even when you Google us, like it's where, you know, we had no life up till <laughs> I'm 52 years old. And all of a sudden now I'm, Dad. But I will say the cool thing about it is we all try to hope for the best and for our kids to do to do the best. And like, I, I guess it's the ultimate compliment of being a parent to, for people to know you as your the father of your daughter, uh, uh, you as the father of your daughters. So I think it's really cool. You know, I mean, it's it's. I, I'm, look, I think we're really comfortable with our own identities and and wh where we came from and who we are, but I, I, don't, I don't mind it at all. I'm, um, but it, but people say you're Charlie and Dixie's dad. We're Dixie and Charlie's parents because that's the way. I've always, like, oldest sits in the front seat. Like, that's just the order. That's, I, I do everything, like, when we sign cards, like, I'll do Mark, Heidi, Dixie, Charlie. That's the birth order, and there's no argument there. And it keeps it fair. So when the girls do things, sometimes they'll, like, companies that they work with, they'll put Charlie and Dixie. I'm like, no, it's Dixie and Charlie. <laughs> That's just the way it is. Like, I don't care how many followers they have. It's birth order, period. <laughs> That's funny. You know, things have changed a lot in the two years. Like, we don't, we'll get into, like, how. But the one the one thing that just jumped out at me, and I, I saw it, and, and Heidi, I want to see if you go mama bear on this that I saw Charlie just quoted as saying, you know, TikTok's not as fun anymore because of all the hate she gets on the platform and other social media platforms too. As parents, that's got to drive you crazy. You know, starting out, you could have never prepared them for that side. Could you? 
it goes in cycles though, Tom. It's like we, it was, she did, she, she was very, both girls were very authentic. And then they started the, the, the negative comments started to get a little bit more prominent. And then um, I, I think most recently over the last maybe month, Charlie had been slowing down because she just wasn't, into the reading the negativity and then she, over the last week or so she's kind of found her groove again and, and found made some really cool content that was interesting that people have liked so it, it's I, I think just like anything i think the i think kids lose passion for sports you see that all the time like they, they grow up playing little league and then and then they play varsity sports and then they're like yeah i'm not you know it kind of comes and goes but I think to answer your question, it's it stinks, but it's part of the territory we're in right now. We just kind of go with the flow. How have you experienced now that you're creators, right? You don't, we won't say influencers, but we can use the word creators because you're creating content. Have how do you do? You guys get hate, or use as a pretty pretty positive overall? Yeah, we get our share of hate, it, but again, even with us, it comes in waves. Like. You know, if I post something with the girls, oh, she's such a caring mother. And then if I post something by myself, oh, like, what does she not care about her kids? I'm like, what? <laughs> like, they just weren't around me when I took that picture. The dogs were, or whatever. So, it's it, it's like I I try not to get caught up in the in the love or the hate. I just try to stay in the middle, but it's hard. It's yeah. weird. It's yeah. very weird. We, we've learned you're damned if you do, you're damned if you don't. If you if like I post. I remember I would post with Dixie and then, or I post with Charlie and then they would say, so it's, I, we've kind of taken the approach now that we're very lucky to be in the position we're in, no matter what we do, if we cured cancer, they would say we didn't cure it fast enough or whatever the case may be. And it's just, it, it, and we, we, we focus on the positive and know, especially with what's going on in the world today, that we're really fortunate. We're extremely lucky and, and no one really wants to hear us crying and complaining about anything because we really don't have a ton to complain about. So, Yeah. And, you know, you guys hats off to you for being great. I mean, you raised two great kids. I mean, I haven't met them, um, but just from kind of an outsider looking with all the other influencers out there, you know, you hear you having the part, the mask off parties, drugs, drinking, controversy, negative tweets and, and drama and all that stuff. And it seemed like for the most part, they're kind of just doing their thing and, hopefully and hopefully it continues staying out of all that stuff which is great for you guys great for them and great for the brand too i think that um you know they're still growing up and i think a big difference in what the girls have and maybe some of the other influencers um is that they well charlie least uh still lives at home with her parents and dixie's here all the time and this is Dixie's go-to place when things get rough and she needs a hug or to cry or vent or whatever so um i think when you have that constant your parents and we're not like what are you doing they get enough um pressure from the internet they when they make a mistake which they will like anyone they um 
we kind of just are there for them and support them. And um, they, you know, they, they're pleasers and they want to do the right thing. And so they're hard on themselves if there's a, a, a bump in the road. And so we're just kind of, we're just kind of there for support. And, and from what they've said, they like it. They like knowing that, you know, and I think they feel lucky that they, they have us here for the most part. Part, you know, not every teen wants their parents up their butt, but um, when things get rough and they need like their core there, we're here. So it helps. I think it's just, it's, I don't know how you do it as a teenager in this town with a man, with, with a manager or somebody. We watched the Billie Eilish um, documentary last night and, and it, it, it totally different, but hit home with how involved her parents were and, mm-hmm. and, and how she needed that place to come home and, and to feel normal sometimes. And I think that's what the girls have. And, and we were, we talked about even before all this stuff, just trying to, um, because we, we knew that we quickly found out that anything that goes on the internet is gonna stay with you forever. So we told them that, hey, you know what, you, what be cognizant of, of your, of the brand you're trying to create for yourself. And, and we'll be here if, for, if mistakes happen to help you. But so they've always, they, but I don't think it's, it, it's not manufactured. I think it's just the way they are. We don't sit there and, and, and we don't have people think that we have these grandiose plans of how we run this thing i think we do run it with some intelligence but there's no real master plan we kind of just go with the go with the flow and hopefully the building blocks that we created as parents will will last forever but we're 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 figuring out as we go but we are very happy with how they've handled things so far oh my god and mark you seem like an inch you seem like a fun guy and i can relate to you a lot and i can only imagine you back in high school could you, I'm sure there were some problems, right? Some trouble maybe, but could you imagine if your high school life was broadcast to the world? I mean, mine would be a complete shit show. I mean, could you, I think your kids have to be a lot more mature than kind of we did at the time. Absolutely. And I, and I say it all the time. And I think that's sometimes we, as a, as a, I was a teenager at one time. I was a, I was a teenage boy that went to high school and went to college. And, and I do tend to give a lot of the other young influencers a pass, even when some negativity may come on my daughters because of them, because I don't know what it's like. I, I, I think we were all kind of silly when we were that, that age. And I couldn't imagine throwing money and fame on top of it, what I would be like. So I, I do look at some of the kids and I say, you know, I, I don't need to call them out by name. I think we all know who, who they're all. And every, all that I've met, I've said this before, I think they're all really good young men. And But I couldn't imagine being under the scrutiny and the spotlight they're in. Every breakup is videoed. Every every indiscretion, everything that they've done wrong is right there in the public. So, yeah, it's tough. And that's kind of what they grew up in. So I guess that's just the norm at this point, right? I mean, this is just something you signed up for and it kind of is what it is. Um, Go back to pre-social media world and stuff. Go back to you guys and your life, right? Mark, you came, you were in the sportswear business, right? And Heidi, you were into fitness, correct? Is that kind of what you guys did before all this? 
Yes. Yes. Just normal living out, you know, anyone that knows familiar with New York City, the tri-state area, New Jersey, New York, Connecticut. We lived in the suburbs of Connecticut. I grew up there. Um, my parents uh, got married and lived in New York. Then when they divorced, my dad lived in New York. So we, we I kind of thought that we would when we got married, we would end up living in that area. And then we met in New York city and moved to Connecticut. And it was just your, you know, it was your normal go to college, get out of college, get a job, get married and start a family. I mean, it, could, it was textbook Northeast United States life. I'm from New Jersey, so I can completely relate. I went to Rutgers, what you know, I did the same thing, you know, uh, what exit? Off uh, four off the turnpike. Yeah, oh, South Jersey. Off the, all the parkway? Way What's that? Yeah, yeah, sure. Off yeah. the parkway or the... Or, or, off the turnpike. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The turnpike, yeah. So you're Philly, right? Absolutely. 20 miles east of Philly. Sure. If, uh-huh. if the people watching this who aren't from New Jersey have no, have no idea what we're talking about. I always say, like, when, when people are like, Connecticut, they're, you know, they're like Kentucky. I'm like, no, it's like right outside New York. It's, it's, and they go, oh, okay, got it, got it. Could you, so you're living your lives. And when this stuff starts taking off, you guys were involved in the business early on, right? I'm, you're their parents, right? They're probably coming to you with these offers that just they're randomly getting. When did it become serious? Like, what were they, what was it like in the beginning? You know, was it, serious money off the right i mean did you have any frame of reference it's like hey they want to give me a thousand dollars for this okay that sounds good i mean how how did that kind of evolve how did you even know what was the first normal the first thing that charlie got offered um she was like mom somebody from like a label wants me to do a tiktok to their uh song and they're gonna pay me 75 dollars. i was like okay that's not real nobody's (laughs) paying you to make a tiktok Back to their song that's ridiculous and if anybody wants to ask you questions they have to go through me so give them my email so she did and they emailed and it was actually legit and I was like so I sent it to Mark and we're like all right fine so her she was so excited her first one she did was for $75 and then she ended up being like number one on that audio <laughs> they don't do that anymore but that was and so we're like, what? And then she started getting a lot of those. And I mean, Mark's really good with that kind of stuff and branding and just like kind of fielding, all right, just as a 15-year-old Charlie, like, is this what you want for your brand? Is this the kind of music you would put on your TikTok account? Just asking all those questions. And, uh, you know, she was like, but I want to earn money, you know? So it's like, kind of going through that but um I don't know it happens so fast it went from 75 to like all these offers and brands and they want to send clothes and people want to manage and I don't know I don't remember it's a little bit of a blur yeah I remember I've started a couple of my own businesses and and what mistakes I've made along the way is trying to uh, learn trying to do everything yourself, like trying to learn how to be a graphic designer, how to how to start a website, and then and then I quickly realized later that I'm better suited hiring experts and, and surrounding myself around experts. I know what they're doing, and with this, I wanted to make sure that we did not become parent managers and fall into the trap of 
so many other young celebrities, parents that we've heard of before. So we, I asked a lot of questions. Like I didn't know the difference between a manager and an agent. And well, why do we need a lawyer? Why do we need a business manager? And I mean, I knew why we need a lawyer, but should we hire a law firm? Should we hire a lawyer directly? So, and we, we kind of just put things down on paper and said, okay, first we need someone to manage us, someone to protect us. And then we need, then I, then I think the next step we did was a lawyer to look at the contracts. And then we hired a business manager to get the, although I have, she, Heidi and I have final say on a lot of stuff, make sure all the money's protected. There's a trust for Charlie. Um, and, and then we, we hooked up with our agent the, the, was the, and then we got our a PR firm. So we put this whole team around us, but we, we kind of figured it out as we went. And, and when we, we go with a lot of gut instinct, mm-hmm. I think a lot of our, when we meet people, we met our, our publicist, Kate came out to Connecticut and we didn't meet. Shout out to we, Kate. She, shout out to Kate. And she brought and, snacks. Yeah. The kids, anyone who does business with, with, with our family, um, we come good companies are great. Good, um, you, you know, good profit and loss statement is fine, but snacks, snacks. is where we really sign a deal. So UTA yeah. brought snacks and we signed with them. Tom, remember we didn't do this until you sent me uh, edible arrangement. And that's why we got uh, <laughs> it worked. I mean, that was the best thing I ever sent. You know, I'm glad you guys liked it. You know, it's wild though. So I interview all, influencers for like for three years I've been doing this and the normal trajectory is different than this right so a lot of times I'll interview them when they're coming up like right before they hit and then I'll interview them maybe a year later after they hit and it's weird because you kind of go from you're dming the influencer themselves and you're setting it up with them to a year later you're going through a pr person sometimes manager sometime agent and all of a sudden it's like whoa they got a whole team around them you guys blew up so quick right out of the gate it sounds like you had that form this team like immediately is it i mean it's crazy how quick you can blow up on tiktok i mean the youtubers it takes years to kind of get your following to find your voice develop your audience where tiktok just overnight it seems like and I think what, you know, I don't know that it's the best business decision for them, but they also promote other platforms. So where Charlie could never, or I could never, or Heidi could never blow up so quickly on, on Instagram by itself. But the fact that you now take this TikTok following and there's a link directly to your YouTube and to your, it helped not only just blow up the TikTok platform being the platform that they are, but it helped us create a following in, in, in other platforms. And we knew, we knew quickly that we wanted, if we were going to be in this game, we wanted to diversify and, and, and needed other platforms just in case, because we knew what happened with, uh, even as a, I, I saw what happened with Vine and, and, you know, potentially could have happened with TikTok. So we wanted, and, and TikTok made it easy. So, but it did happen really quickly. So, and, and you guys have been so strategic uh, and I don't know, I want to know how involved are you? The Duncan Charlie partnership, I'd, I, I'd just be curious kind of what the numbers look like, not just the money. I mean, that's probably insane, but the conversion and engagement and how it affected sales and stuff, because you saw, it went from, you saw a lot of kids just, you know, with their Starbucks drinks to all of a sudden the younger crew drinking Duncan. And it seemed like it happened overnight. And it's like, wait, I think 
there's a reason for that. I remember I saw Charlie doing some stuff with it. And all of a sudden you see all these kids drinking Dunkin'. I mean, it's amazing how quick they can blow up a brand. Talk about that partnership. Cause that was the biggest one, or that's the one I think that was most visible and most associated with her. I mean, as you know, in the Northeast, there's a Dunkin' on every corner. And so we would always go on Dunkin' runs. I don't drink coffee, but Mark does. And the girls would get their donuts. And then <clears throat> fast forward to, um, I guess, when Dixie started driving uh, Charlie to school. So they were in high school and they, there was a Dunkin' on the way or a few. And so they would stop. And she just started, uh, I mean, she just loved it. And she started making TikToks with it. I don't know why, like why that? And why taking a sip before you start dancing? Like, it's sort of an odd thing, but it was just her thing. She loved it. And there was no strategy behind it. She was just doing what she does. Like, but she did love the brand and, and the coffee and, and all of that. So um, it was very, very authentic and real. And, and Dunkin' Donuts started tweeting at her and she would tweet back at them. It was like, and it, it just, they kind of fell in love. Like she was like, I have a new love. And like, they were just like, like expressing their love to each other, <laughs> Duncan and Charlie. And it was funny. And then, um, and then they ended up coming to, to the team with a, with a deal. So uh, it was pretty funny. I, I, well, we've realized, so there was two, there's two components. There's components where, where Heidi and I would look at deals and just say, yeah, that's not a good look for our, we react as parents and are protected. And it's just not a, not a good look. And I, being in the clothing business and being around brands, understanding how brands can be tarnished if, if you make the wrong move, we, we, we definitely had some influence on, on that side. But then ultimately, Charlie is tough. She does not do, she, she will, will look at a deal and go, I don't, you know, no matter what the what the money is or or anything she'll look at it and go it's not right for me so then it wasn't even planned that way but now i think our the guy um who we who are, was our agent who's now president of our company basically just asked charlie what she what she likes and then so the, duncan was a perfect great experience she gave them publicity and went out there without having, a, you know, the, for the first year, they didn't pay her a dime. There wasn't a real set deal. And then Greg kind of went to them and said, Hey guys, you know, we have this, my client is, is out there killing it for you. She loves you guys. Why don't we put, why don't we put the deal together? And they were great. And there's been other ones like that where now he just goes, into a room and goes, Oh, you like this? Okay. Let me see if I can, let me see if we can do something with them as opposed to us bringing something to her. That's putting a, a square peg in a round hole and, and not being right from the beginning. So. Well, you guys have been real good too, because I think what you see with a lot of other influencers, you kind of got the long game, which is tough in the influencer business, right? Because your career may be six months old. You know, a lot of times you can't afford to take that long game. You go, shit, I've got six months or whatever the average shelf life is. I'm going to do every bang energy drink deal. I'm going to do the detox teas. I'm going to do the the hair vitamins. I'm going to do every brand that, that makes an offer, right? But what you guys have done is 
it seems like there's no, there's they're not pushing too much. It's you're not at the point where a lot of time on an Instagram feed or, or something, you'll go shit. Another, you know, glasses ad that they're doing. It's like Jesus Christ, where you guys, it's it's strategic and it's not too much. Is that I mean, is that by design? Is that well thought out? I, I always think you need to handle things from a position of strength. And, and that's not, but that's not to say that if, if a, a certain brand deal could change someone's life, like more power to them, and we would support that any, any way. We were fortunate enough that we didn't necessarily need some of the, we weren't in this for to make it a business. We were in this for making it a, a, journey, a fun journey and an adventure that could turn into a business. And I think it's, it's, I learned that lesson early on when I started my own clothing brand, but I also needed it to pay my mortgage. I ran it differently than when you not, you don't care about it, but you don't make those knee jerk decisions that could be detrimental to a brand. And I think not, not everyone could do that and that's okay. And I think you can, you could survive doing a brand deal that may not be perfect for your, for your brand. So you do it then have some comfort to, to look at things from a position of strength. And I think that's where we, we never were like, Oh my God, we need to do this because we have to pay the more mortgage. And I, I think that worked out, worked out well for, for that, for the girls and for us, like, we don't want, like, we don't want this to end. Like we're enjoying it. We're having a blast, but I've said it in, in countless interviews, countless interviews where when it's time where Dixie and Charlie lose the passion and they're not having fun and this isn't them, will they, if they decide it'll be their decision, will will gracefully bow out and do something else. And, and uh, that, and that's, we live that and talk about that every, every day, but we're having it. We're really, we're, we're starting to learn how to deal with the, all of this and and we are enjoying it as the country opens up and we're going to do more fun things. I think it's going to be, it's going to be a fun year. To that, I just want to add, you know, when the, when there are those moments when the girls are, you know, feeling overwhelmed with negativity or just losing the passion for wanting to make TikToks because they know the comments are going to be horrible. um, We kind of, that's when we like, sit back and we're like, you know, do you want to keep doing this? And they, they always say yes. And then we're like, all right, well, how could you do it differently that could either make it more fun or, or maybe you, you switch it up a little bit and change things. And, and maybe, you know, it's a, it's a fine line between don't change because your audience wants you to like, just always do what makes you happy. And when I think when people see you having fun and doing your thing, they respond to that positively. And, and so they always kind of regroup and they might take some time off of posting um, or, or post differently or on different apps. And then they, they always want to come back and keep doing it. So, yeah. Heidi, you mentioned before that first $75 deal. I was just thinking how quickly, what was the first one that you go, wait, this is serious. You know, $75, you go, oh, cool. They got a nice little hobby. Was it a $10,000 deal or 20? I mean, what, what was the one that made you go, they're making more than me. Holy, this is something. <laughs> well, I remember this one, which they didn't end up doing, but it was for a summer tour. 
or a tour. No, it was in the spring. I'm like, you guys are in, first of all, you're in school, but it was a lot of money. And then they're like, yeah, we're going to take your kids and go across country. And I'm like, yeah, we're not doing that. And they're like, yeah, let's go. I'm like, this is not happening, but that was a lot of money. And I was, and I just remember thinking, okay, this part isn't for you guys, but they, things started rolling in that uh, could work into their lives. And I don't remember the exact one, but. It, it happened pretty quickly and it just started to, to grow. And I mean, we. Wait, I will say there were some that came in for a lot of money that just weren't right, like for a 15 year old or, or whatever. So there were some that were a lot of money that we passed on. Because I think the overall, um, you know, for what they wanted and, and what they wanted to put out on the internet, it didn't work. And we agreed, but. Yeah, things that weren't authentic. Yeah, we, we, like it didn't even make that, sense. That just didn't make, 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 make sense. But yeah, it got But it happened early. I mean, look, you, we, I think we all know what the, what the wages are. You can Google what, what's, you know, what does a doctor make? And also you can start to say like, wow, my kids are, you know, and then you have to, the, the hardest part was when you're set in your ways, when you grew up where we grew up, Tom, and you're like, okay, my kids are going to go to college. They're going to go to a better school than I went to. And you have this plan, but ultimately what are you doing that for? You're doing, you can go out and get a good job and, and, and grow and, and learn about themselves and make money. That took me a little while to sit there and say, wait a sec, my daughter's not going to go to, a better, better college than I went to. And, and then, but the, the part of me that just said, all right, think about what you're, what we're doing here. You have this great opportunity to set your kids for them to set themselves up for life. If three years from now they decide, I mean, like Natalie Portman, I believe started as a child actor and ended up going to Harvard and, yeah. and afterwards, so there's, there's opportunity and they'd be set up to be, again, like I said earlier, be in a position of strength to do whatever they want to do. So, um, but yeah, the money, the, the offers piled up, piled up pretty quickly and got pretty high pretty quickly. And for Dixie talking about going to college, she was all set to go to college and she was going to college for business. And so she was... I mean, at that time, she was literally running her own business and making running running decisions. a multi million dollar business, like a legit so business. So like, oh, I don't know. And then quarantine happened, and they wouldn't be actually going to classes anyway. So she uh, and, and the people we were and the people we were meeting were you know we're sitting across the across the table from like a, a CEO of a, of a major record label one day, and then meeting Gary Vee the next day. And it's like, I mean, for, if you want to just talk strict educa strictly educational purposes, like you can't stop that train when she's meeting person after person and talking with these people. And like, even if it's a year, let's keep going. And, and it, it was, that was, that was pretty cool. That, uh, and you know, it seems like so long ago, it really wasn't, but we would go when we were in LA a lot because we had all these meetings, we were meeting with Disney and Nickelodeon and one, one after the other and I don't, record labels because the music business was looking at things differently with TikTok. It was early on, so they weren't sure. And so we would go to these meetings and we were like, uh, you know, the kids being 
blissfully ignorant of who they were meeting. They were just like, you know, are they going to have snacks? Like, I don't know. <laughs> this is fun. Yeah, um, so they would go in and they were just kind of like, you know, they're always very polite and like, you know, hi. And, and so that, you know, everyone else, these CEOs are like, okay, so what, what do you want to do with us? How can we, they, just, they didn't know what the answer was, but they knew they got to attach themselves to the girls and the girls were like, I don't, I, I don't know. Like I make TikToks, like, what do you want to do? And so it was always very funny. And we'd walk out of there like, what is happening to our life? This is crazy. But the fact that they, they weren't no, nervous because they didn't really know who they were eating and they got to just be themselves and speak their mind. And like, this is what we're doing. And this is why we think TikTok is going to be a major player and they were very smart and and they uh, these people were listening and like okay so how do we how do we jump on it but like make it authentic and and all that and then fast forward it's amazing to see these girls in meetings and I, I mean Greg will tell us all the time you know these huge companies that want to work with the girls separately uh, or together. And he's like, they always follow up with a call or an email and just like, they are so business smart. They just have such a great, um, first of all, they communicate really well and they're just so smart at what they're doing and their strategy and why partnering would or wouldn't even like, sometimes they're like, I don't know if this is going to work because I don't know if I'm right for you, you know, and they're, they're, they're fine to say that and comfortable to say that. So, you know, talk about going, college like those are pretty Why? important lessons they're learning every day and, and tom i think you you said you had two young kids one you know we as parents constantly keep telling our kids these little tidbits of, of information that we think is going to guide them and what's been really cool about this process is seeing those those things whether they just watched us or watched me in a, in a meeting or i, I work from that from the house and and I do think there that the our kids have been influenced by a lot of people, but it's nice to see that the the the, the time you put into I, I guess just educate and and parent your kids actually works and 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 I don't know that they would ever come out and say that to us, but <laughs> other people have said that to us. Or, or someone will say, and she said this, and I'm like, hmm, I know where she got that one from. So that's her mom said that, or I said that. So it's it's cool. Well, it's tough. If your parents are both entrepreneurs, it's tough, and they're living that. And when you own a business, you're thinking about it 24-7. It's hard for the kids not to pick up some of that, especially the drive, which it seems like they have, and just the general business sense of this is what you do, that you follow up with an email, you're professional, you show up on time, all that stuff. I was just thinking of the girls early on in these meetings with the CMO of a huge consumer brand, right? Was it weird for them to basically have middle-aged executives kissing their ass I mean, because that's probably what goes on there, right? They're dying to work with these girls. The girls have the magic touch to turn a brand on like that. And they got to go into a meeting where they're just really kissing their butt and trying to work with them. It, was that weird for them to wrap their head around or get used to? i tell you the, quick, the story of how it worked. I think early on, they thought that, that these people who were CMOs or heads of marketing or, or whatever – knew everything and we should just follow it. And then it started to 
both kid, both daughters started to say, I don't think this is going to work, dad. I don't, I don't, it's, they were going to get killed for it. They don't, they don't know TikTok. They don't know the, they don't know the platform. I'd rather do it like this. And now it's to the point because we, we have seen success and when Charlie or Dixie has more creative control on the content, it's so to answer your question. Initially it was that I think they were intimidated and kind of like, why are these people, but then they realized like in this particular instance, as it relates to what they're experts at, they're the experts and they now have gone into meetings with that, without an, not with an arrogance, but with a, with a confidence to say, Hey, and those are some of the deals that, that Greg and Charlie and Dixie work on now where it's like, they, they want creative control, not because they want to be the boss because they know that the product the final product is going to be better if they have a say in, in how it's presented. Also, the brand always gets more out of them as far as um, postings and all that, more than if they come to them and say, okay, we want you to do this kind of thing on this platform and this on that. And, if, and they're like, I hear you, but what if we did this? And it always ends up being more because it tells a better story than that's what the girls have gotten really good at. So, but yeah, in the beginning, it was very weird for all of us to see these adults, some of them older than we are, like, okay, what do we do? And they're, I mean, they're, they're kids. They're like, I mean, they're like, can I have a cheese stick? You know, it was just like, simple as that. But, you know, at the beginning, it was really weird. Talk about the company too, because I'm always fascinated kind of behind the scenes. So I didn't even know you have a company that, around this, right? What does it look like? The agent came over and is now the president, you know, how many people are involved and what is it, what's it all about? Just, you know, growing revenue for the girls or taking on different brands and maybe creating products. Like what is the company all about? Yeah. I mean, we wanted to, I, I think early on we knew that this could be a, a, a finite amount of time. I mean, that it could a year and i know that there may be a time who knows when when dixie and charlie are not the most popular kids on tiktok there might be a time where tiktok isn't even around so it's how do we set this up that has a is a business that they own that they have equity in that they're that they so we set up um you know companies we set up a separate company for Dixie, it's a company for Charlie when they do something together. And then we have a fourth company of our, of our family. If we do something, all four of us, and then we needed some infrastructure around it and we're, we're, we're growing it and we're growing it slowly and carefully, but we needed, we knew early on that a dad and mom manager is a bad idea. Like it's just a bad, and it's because how do you sit there and console your daughter and say, hey, everything's going to be all right, but we need you, you're contractually obligated to do this thing. So we got to shape, like it's, it just didn't work. So we, so we have managers and then we put Greg. So Greg worked at UTA. Um, we're still with UTA. We love UTA. They're we are, are now our agent, Allie, um, is amazing. And, but we brought Greg on. We needed somebody that was entrepreneurial, but also knew Hollywood knew this space and Greg was perfect for it. Because before Greg came over, it was, you know, a lot of, 
of the business side of it ended up on Mark's shoulders, which was maybe it's like one sort of dynamic to be manager parents, but to be dad and business, that was like stressful too. And it was like, I don't want to do this, but like, we didn't know how it all worked. So I don't know. I think it was Greg that, yeah. Anyway, we ended up having a conversation. Like Tom, I can manage your kids perfectly. <laughs> like if they, I'll, I'll, I'll make them stars. I just can't manage my own kids. We'll talk about that later offline. <laughs> yeah. So so now he's everything goes through him. So what was happening is we had you know all the people that on the team were coming to us for everything, and it was a lot. And so. And like, what do you think Charlie would want to do with this? Or what do you think Dixie would want to do with that? And then like, we're still kind of being put in that position to not manage, but have those conversations. Greg, we get to be parents. Cool. Greg handles all business. So anything business goes through him. And then he, you know, helps strategize. Sometimes he comes to us like with before the girls. And then sometimes, you know, he has great relationships with both girls and they're calling him most of the time. They're like, Hey, what about this? Hey, what about that? And it's just like been really, really, really great for the girl's happiness for our family and for the business. And, and I think, you know, parents job is to, is to focus on your, your kids well being and their health and their mental health. And you can't, you can't do it all. You can't sit there and say, well, we got this, Hey, you're, you know, you're, you're stressed out like but we got this deal it just doesn't it doesn't it doesn't work that was and we we realized that early on like it just it, you, you, i don't know who's done it well i don't think a lot of people have i think you see you hear about the, the ones that tried to do it and it just doesn't work you know what's good to see too and i want to take talk about podcasts so i want to make sure we get to that but um it's really cool to see them create their own brands instead of hey i can blow up any brand, right? But why not keep the money right? instead of doing it for somebody else? And I saw, uh, did Char- Charlie did a ring light uh, target, was it, that I just saw, which is so on brand and such a great idea. Both, both of them. Well, yeah, both of the girls. So that was pretty exciting. And um, I feel like the conversation ar- around the ring light started forever ago from the, to- from the time the first conversation started until it came out. But now, yeah, now it's in target and, um, they're super excited about it because obviously they all use ring lights. Yeah, and and what we're what we're you know we're we didn't we're not reinventing the wheel here. The Kardashians definitely, um, but I mean it starts off as you can do you can do brand deals and then you can have equity in certain companies as they come up and then the ultimately you can own your own business and do a joint venture. Or do it on your own, and and so shout out to to the people who have who were trailblazers before us that kind of laid the groundwork and and the and the roadmap for us to do this. So um, yeah, it's I, oh sorry, no go ahead. No, I was just gonna say like I think at this point the girls are they they get super excited about the business side of all of this. And I think that comes to you know living in a house with entrepreneur and and just creating new, you know, every time there's like a partnership, like a true partnership or where they have equity, they get so excited because they're in on it. They get really have a big stake in it more than just, 
hey, um, dance to this song in a TikTok. So it's been really exciting for them to learn, really get involved in the business side of it. And, and it's never about the money. It's the money and, and the businesses or if they, if they start a company as a vehicle to do what they're passionate about. I mean, they may find that they, one of them may want to be the CEO of one of these companies someday. They might want to be in the creative side. They might want to be uh, whatever. And that's, that's all as parents, what we're trying to do is set them up to find out what their passions are and follow their passions and dreams. And, and, and also on top of that is be a good human being and give, and give back when, when you can and, and as much as you can. And, and I think we're, we're, we're going down that path and, and that's, that's what we're looking for. It's funny you mentioned the Kardashians because I know you're starting a reality show and I was thinking about that. There's big, there's a one major difference between what you're doing and what the Kardashians have done. They started out with a sex tape. That's what blew everything up, right? That was what put them on the map and they kind of took that sensation and kind of grew from there where yours was more organic and obviously much more PG. Yeah. I want to make, uh, yeah. <laughs> um, look, I think, I think, you, you know, they, they grew up in a prominent family. Their, their father was an attorney. So they were in the, in the, in the limelight, even I think before that, um, it, you know, I, I can't say more good things about them. I know what some of the stuff that, that may have, may have happened to them that may have created some popularity, but everything I've seen, from that, from their family, and not just because we're on the same network as as they are, they just seem like they're they. We look to them, not directly. We don't know them. I think Charlie has met Kylie, and Dixie, yeah. and, and and I think Dixie met Kim at the All Star Game. Just like, hey, how are you? And they and that was it. But you know, shout out to to them because they did. Look, this isn't. They did a lot of the heavy lifting, and I would love to talk with Chris someday and just say like, how did, how did you navigate this whole thing? Am I doing, are we doing right? What, what are we, what did we make? What mistakes did you make that we're making so we can correct them? But um, yeah. Well, there's so. an example we were talking before the parent manager where it always fails. There's a great example of one that has thrived. I mean, who's done a better job than her? Yeah. You know. Yeah. So, I, you know, I would like to ask her, like, if you, you know, if you had to do it all over again and you had someone, look, I think what happens a lot of times is people get involved with people they don't trust and they, and they take them down the wrong path. And then they, then they kick themselves and say, well, you know, I should have done it because I would have my kid's best interest in mind. I think I really feel confident that we've assembled a team that is, that we have the best of both worlds where we don't have to be in that day-to-day grind of, of negotiating the deals and, and, and get to be parents, but still are involved in it too. So, you know what, I know you're filming talk about a great guest appearance. I mean, there's the idea right there. You, you guys and Chris sitting down, it may be interesting to no one, but I think it would be, I think it would be super interesting to hear kind of the behind the scenes of what she's done and kind of you asking questions and going back and forth. I think that'd be a great conversation. Yeah. I mean, I mean, back to like what, what I said about business, like instead of like, I want to learn from, from the people that have, that have done it and, and there's no one better. So. I think a lot of people too, when they talk about our show that they'll say, Oh, they're trying to be the Kardashians. Nobody's going to be the Kardashians. They are 
they have set themselves apart from everybody. Um, ours, ours is a little bit different. It's more of a docu-series. So it's like, it's just kind of documenting the craziness of what has happened and how to take those opportunities and make them fun and, and see how this journey goes. Very cool. So we've got that going on, but that's, you know, ways away. What we have going on right now is the podcast. And I listened to the first episode. You guys were very good together. Uh, how was it? Just talk about the podcast a little bit. Was it tough to re hit record or is this something that you've done in a prior life? No. The first couple are a little awkward. Yeah. The, and the first one wasn't even the first one was just supposed to be a trial run. And then he's, they were like, Oh, this isn't good for episode one. Um, uh, we've made the decision to put us out as a family in the, in, in, in the public eye and ear for, for, for all you podcasters out there. Um, and I think we want to let people, people have, if you, go on the internet and you watch TikTok and you, you can piece together a narrative of our, of our family that just isn't accurate. And we really wanted to, and the why we're, why we're doing this show with you is because we want people to get to know us. And, and if you're going to make it, I have no problem if someone doesn't like me or us and, and, or, or says something that, is truthful and just we're not their cup of tea. That's totally fine. I just want them to have a fair assessment of who we are. And, and I think that's what the podcast does. And it's also therapeutic for us because with all this craziness, we don't have a half hour that we just sit and aren't looking on our phones or someone's not walking in. So it's really been cool for us to just sit and to have one-on-one -on -one conversation. So it's kind of like, marriage therapy for for the for everyone to listen to <laughs> well, who's the demo for this is it because i heard some parenting stuff too is it parents is it fans of dixie and charlie is it a combination like who who are you targeting we have, two, we have two listeners that's it so we're looking for the third or fourth person to... <laughs> nah, i we thought it would be it'll be the charlie and dixie's fan but also we would love to get the parents of their fans to kind of sit there and, and, and just talk about because what our problems that we deal with are just, it, even though the magnitude is maybe greater, there may be more eyeballs on it. Bullying is bullying, whether you're bullied on the internet or you're bullied in high school. Um, the anxiety, there's, there's, yeah, there's different levels of it, but my kids are more anxious than your kids just because my kids are, are in the public eye. So just talk about normal stuff that parents deal with every day and kind of give them perspective on, on what we're doing. And I think too, like we both get a lot of the, like my kid wants to be famous, what do I do? Not that we have the roadmap because this just happened to us. Like this wasn't something, but I think just some of the things we've learned about being parents who have kids that, um, you know, they both had passions and they were, they, they, they were doing things in their lives that, that got them where they are, I think. It played a part in it. Dixie was a singer her whole life and Charlie was a dancer. So there are other things. Um, and, and just, I guess, kind of whatever they wanted to try, you know, whether, whatever sport or 
they've gotten into, you know, they've tried everything. So we're just always like, yeah, let's try it. Why not? Like, let's, let's see what you like and what sticks and what doesn't and have some fun along the way. But I think we, we kind of talk about a lot of different things because that's just our, that's just life. Any parent, you're doing a lot of things. You're trying, you know, it's a marriage, it's a family, it's parents, it's dad with daughters, you know, it's a, a, there's a lot to it. And we're just kind of sharing our experience. It's funny you mentioned you get that question, uh, you know, how do you get famous kids? It's so wild to kind of see the industry evolve that we're now it's kids. Number one aspiration is to become an influencer. And there's actually a camp out here in L.A., an influencer camp, which show which teaches the kids proper lighting and, you know, best angles and practices for, you know, getting going viral on TikTok and how to hashtag Instagram posts. And it's just so wild that it's really an industry and every kid wants to do it. So I'm sure there's a lot of parents like you want to go to you guys and go, my kid, I don't know what they're talking about. They want to go viral on TikTok. Like, what does that mean? Should they be playing a sport after school or should they be wasting their time with this? I mean, I, I think what we've realized is, is like, you would be shocked about how, like, and I, I, I always say this because people think there's some, like there's some, yes, we have a very good team, but our team, we're not, there's not some, master plan every day kind of we kind of fly by the seat of our pants and i think one of the things i would say to those parents out there is is and i'm not saying that i don't know the business you're talking about but i think once you start worrying about hashtags and lighting and and like charlie never worried about that never dixie never worried about that and i think at least today, it may change down the road. The authenticity, I think I would much rather watch someone who's passionate and happy about something they're doing that's true to them than them have the right lighting, using the right hashtag and trying to, to figure out a way to almost beat the system as opposed to just playing within the system that has already been created and just do you and, and it'll probably work out. We Is can that never, yeah, oh, we I'm can, sorry. We never get when we first started, and we've talked about this a lot. Like, Charlie would put, she'd say, Hey, dad, check out my TikTok. And first, <laughs> I was like, What's a TikTok? And then I know, and I'll be like, Dude. Your room is a mess. How, how many people saw that? Your bed's not made. You got your freaking pants on the floor. It's like, Dad, it's people want to know. And that's what that to me, I believe. There's two things that I think for Charlie, I think one, she was obsessed with taking videos and we bought her a Mac early on and we have, we have videos of her just smiling and looking. And I think she did get the face, the facial gestures, right. Which I think is so big for TikTok. and it, right. I mean that, and then the other thing was she just didn't care. She really, she, she didn't care about where I think Instagram has, there was that whole thing with Instagram models and you get the right lighting and all that. Charlie was just like, and it was tough for parents. Cause we're like, dude, that's a reflection on us. Like make your, <laughs> clean, your room, clean your room. Like, what are you doing? And then we were, we had no idea. So um, what I tell everyone is just like, look, whether you're going to have, 2,000 
followers or a million followers. I mean, I, I don't, I can't predict that, but I know that do, being authentic and being interesting. I think authenticity is very interesting for people that don't necessarily seem to care about what other people think is very interesting today. And I think that's what I would, I would advise for people and, and ultimately make do stuff that makes you happy and makes you smile. You know, I think that's great advice to end on and always respectful of time. It's now one twenty nine, So we have a minute left to plug. Everyone go check out the podcast. Follow Charlie and Dixie. You probably already follow them. You know, they're, they're fine on followers, but go listen to the podcast. Link's going to be in the description. And guys, thank you so much for coming on. It was a, ple- a pleasure to talk with you. And it's nice talking to someone over 20 years old. So this is a pleasure for me too. Were your oldest guests? Uh, Jason Nash was, how old is Jason? He's probably like 47. So yeah, probably. Like 52. Yeah. We're, all right. Yeah, right on. Thanks, Tom. Thank you so much for having us on. We appreciate it. Thanks, Thanks so much. Thanks, Kate. Bye. Bye. Thanks, Tom. Bye, guys.